Hello gamers and welcome to Is This Game Queer? I'm your host Leo and I love video games and overthinking things. In this episode we risk life and limb as we answer the question Is the missing queer? Please note that this game and therefore this episode contains mature themes such as gore, bigotry and suicidal ideation. Listener discretion is advised. Also, spoilers. The Missing, subtitled J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories, is a 2018 horror puzzle platformer by White Owls Inc. It's been released on PC and major consoles. In The Missing, we play as J.J., who wakes up on an island only to find her friend Emily missing. As she chases Emily and tries to avoid the creature Hairstreaker, JJ has to mutilate, burn and crack her body in various ways to solve puzzles and proceed in the game. Thrust the good. The missing tells a very emotional and actually deep story without actually having that much story in it. This might not sound like it makes much sense, but most of the story is told through text messages between JJ and her friends and mother that are revealed a little bit at the time. So as the player proceeds in the game, they get more and more pieces of the puzzle that forms the actual backstory behind the game. The game itself is tricky, but not too hard. And while some of the collectibles may be a bit challenging to get, the post-game cheats make full completion a lot easier. These can be turned on or off depending on player preference, so if you don't need them, you don't have to use them. Alongside the story, the missing has excellent atmosphere. The mechanics of hurting JJ and the resulting effects such as slower movement speed, her being on fire, the sounds that come from all the creatures and the injuries and the movements all work together to form a truly horrifying experience for a what should be simple 2D side-scrolling performer. All this fits the story, which gets darker as we go on and feels like we really get a view into what's going on in JJ's mind, both at the time of the game and in the backstory as things start spiraling out of her control. It should be noted that the game does a very good job of being unpleasant. By this I mean the sight of JJ limping forward with her injured limbs or the sounds of her screams whenever she gets hurt, or the cracking of bones, and all the other details that go into making this atmosphere don't get any easier throughout the game. 
even after several hours into the game, I still winced when I had to break her neck and watch her limp forward or even crawl around because, well, that was the only thing left for her to do. This is very much in keeping with the horror atmosphere of the game and therefore I'm not counting it as a bad thing but it is definitely something that players should be aware of going into it. And then, they're not so good. The controls were rather tricky sometimes, especially the parts where you had to use a crank to move pulleys or levers. It might have been my controller acting up, but many times I ended up moving the crank in the opposite direction, which was annoying. And in some timed parts, when you are being chased by the hair shaker, it was, well, deadly, for JJ at least. Furthermore, there was no feedback on the, well, what we would call the final boss, so I had no idea what I was supposed to do. There were a few options for actions, but with no feedback either way from the game, I had no way of telling if I was making any progress in the fight. In the end, I ended up looking up online what I was supposed to do, because the gameplay in that section is completely different from anything else in the game, and inside the game itself there was no indication of what you were supposed to do in the section, and even though it might seem simple to win a boss fight, it might not be so simple in this game. Further in these, well, not so big gripes, the last few achievements were very tricky to trigger. It was frustrating when I had been reading every single text message throughout the game, only to have to scroll through them all again slower this time, because otherwise the game wouldn't count them for the has seen all the messages achievement. However, these are all very small annoyances and might even be just me. So if you are not put off by the content, well, there isn't much to complain about in this game. And finally, the queer. From the beginning of the game, it's clear that there is something going on between JJ and her friend Emily. It's not exactly clear, even at the end of the game, whether they were in a lesbian relationship or whether one or both of them was asexual. But either way, they definitely did not fit the normal best friends model. However, However, this is mostly misdirection. Not because it doesn't happen, or because the relationship actually turns out to be just friends all along, but because it's all a smokescreen for the actual crisis. As you approach the end of the game, it's revealed, though 
an observant player may have noticed it already, that JJ is a trans woman and she gets altered at school, which leads to, well, transphobic abuse, verbal, from what we see, but rather vicious. It's hard controlling JJ during this section, as she's slowly limping her way through the school with everybody looking at her with disgust or hate. The transphobia in the game, while it's mostly off-screen, in text messages or otherwise, is pretty hard to bear, and if you are sensitive to such themes, this might not be for you. The ending is hopeful, everything seems to be going better for JJ, but getting there is not an easy task. However, the upside or perhaps downside of this is, it's also quite realistic. This isn't bad representation. It's actually a quite excellent story from trans perspective. It just happens to be a painful one. So, thank you for listening to me ramble about the missing. In the next episode, we will be escaping the underworld in Hades.